You know that feeling when you're trying to eat healthy and you're totally crushing it and then out of nowhere you're hit with this irresistible craving for something sweet and suddenly it's all you can think about, right? That donut you saw in the break room or the pint of ice cream you know is in the freezer or that leftover Halloween candy you hid from your kids. Welcome to sugar addiction and newsflash, even if your cravings aren't for sweet things but other high carb foods like bread or pasta or potato chips, it still comes down to sugar. The good news is that there is a way to break free from this and to retrain your brain, which is why in this episode, we are going to take a deep dive into the science of sugar addiction and talk about what's really going on in your body and in your brain when you consume sugar and how you can use that knowledge to your advantage to actually reset your brain and get off the sugar roller coaster for good. Welcome to the Feel Better Live Free podcast brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a busy life. It's a little bit nerdy, a little bit funny, and a little bit revolutionary. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Feel Better Live Free podcast. Once again, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And if this is your first time listening, then you should probably also know that I am obsessed with one thing, helping women over 40 create freedom in their lives by transforming your health. I like to think of it as starting a health revolution, and that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Because honestly, I know what it's like to not have that freedom. I spent years struggling with my weight, trying one diet after another, losing a few pounds and gaining it all back over and over and over again. I was basically a slave to my food addictions, and all it really did was make me miserable. Maybe you can relate to that. And honestly, it took me a really long time to realize that the answer is not just cutting back on calories for a while or ramping up my workout plan and going to the gym more and then going back to eating whatever I wanted. Instead, I had to commit to changing my lifestyle for good with a way of eating that I knew I would be able to sustain for life. Because honestly, that's what freedom is. That's what it is, my friends the freedom to feel your best, the freedom to not be controlled by food addictions ever again, and the freedom to confidently pursue all of your big goals and dreams because your health and your weight issues are no longer holding you back. Because it's about the freedom to stop listening to all of those so-called experts who keep doling out the same bad advice about eating less and exercising more, right? We all know that doesn't work. That's why around here, we call ourselves health rebels because we're not afraid to do things differently. The reality is that so much of what we have been told our whole life about what's healthy and what's not healthy is just flat out wrong. There's so much misinformation out there. Misinformation, and this makes me so mad, but it's misinformation that has literally been bought and paid for by the big food companies and the sugar industry and the pharmaceutical companies. 
They're the ones who are propagating all these myths. And that's why so many of us continue to struggle with getting healthy and losing weight, even when we think that we're doing the right things. And a lot of it comes down to sugar addiction, which is exactly what I want to talk about today. The science of sugar addiction and what that sugar is doing to your brain and to your body so that you know how to break the cycle. But before we dive in, one thing that I do want to make sure I mention is that if you are new to this podcast and to the whole Thinlicious movement, then you should know that I have put together a really awesome and totally free on-demand training video called Healthy, Happy, and Free in 2024. It's designed to help you map out a personalized plan for improving your health based on the proven metabolic science that we follow in our program. And It will help you understand why everything that you've probably tried up until now hasn't worked and what you can do differently to get healthy and to lose weight without dieting, without drugs, and without making yourself miserable. And once again, it is totally free. All you have to do to get it is go to thinlicious.com slash video. Once again, that is thinlicious.com slash video. So definitely go watch that if you haven't already. I know it'll be a big help to you. And like I said, it's totally free, so kind of a no-brainer. All right, so with that out of the way, let's dive into the topic of the day, the science of sugar addiction. Because maybe you're like me and you've sort of tried to convince yourself or did for a really long time that you just have a sweet tooth, right? You You just have a sweet tooth. Everybody has a sweet tooth. It's totally normal to have all these cravings all the time. And honestly, for a long time, that was kind of my... My thought too, right? I I felt like I was helpless to even do anything about it. Like that's just the way that I made. I just crave sugar. I crave these things and I want them. Maybe that's how you feel right now. Like you try so hard to be good, but you always end up right back there, right back at square one, craving sugar like crazy and feeling totally out of control. And while most of us probably understand, at least on some level, that sugar is addictive, right? We've all heard that before. I don't think that most of us have ever really stopped to think about just how devastating and dangerous this addiction really is. You know, maybe you've heard the stories about the lab mice who choose sugar water over cocaine, right? Like that it's more addictive to to cocaine than cocaine. Or you've read an article about sugar addiction being just as bad as heroin addiction, right? The articles are out there. The research is out there. It's been shown and proven over and over again to be true. Or maybe you haven't read any of that stuff. Maybe you've just experienced these intense cravings and wondered, why is it so hard to say no? But at the same time, even as we hear these things, right, we hear, maybe you're listening to this right now, hearing me say, sugar is more addictive than cocaine. It's more addictive than heroin. It's still hard to wrap your head around the idea that something so common, something that we literally eat every single day, that every single one of us eats, that we feed to our kids, could be that bad for us. And so we just keep eating it. We just keep feeding it to our kids and we keep getting fatter and sicker and more addicted because the harsh reality is sugar is addictive. And not only that, it is in pretty much everything that we eat. In fact, the food industry has worked really hard to make sure that sugar is in almost everything that we eat because they know that the more sugar they put in our products, 
the more products we'll buy. How sick is that, right? Think about it. They are poisoning the food supply on purpose so that we'll want it more. And we are buying it. Oh, you better believe it. We are buying it. Americans consume over 11 million metric tons of added sugar every single year. That is 11 million tons. To put it in perspective, that is the equivalent of over 2 trillion pounds of sugar every year just in the United States. And in case you're wondering, that breaks down for you to about 152 pounds of sugar per person per year. That's a half a pound of sugar every single day. It is a crazy, crazy amount of sugar. And it is killing us. And I don't say that lightly, right? I'm not just being emphatic for this podcast episode. I'm not just trying to like make a big deal about it or cause extra drama, right? Added sugar is literally the new tobacco. It is the new silent killer, the thing that is slowly and in most cases almost imperceptibly destroying our health from the inside out. And it's really, I mean, it's not that new, right? It all goes back to a single molecule, right? Let's take a little, let's take a little trip down memory line and talk about the history of this and how this became such an epidemic in our society. So fructose, as you may or may not know, is the sugar that is found in fruit. And in small amounts, like the fun, like what you'll find in a piece of whole fruit, right? It's not that big of a deal. Your body can handle it just fine. In fact, it probably has a lot of health benefits because it's also accompanied by fiber and other nutrients that's helping your body to process it properly. Anything that you find in nature is always going to be better for you, right, than anything that is processed foods. But in the late 1970s and early 1980s, the food industry discovered how to start extracting fructose from corn and other sources. And guess what? They started adding it to pretty much everything. And honestly, that's kind of when all hell broke loose in terms of our health as a society. It's when everything just started going off the rails for us. Because the problem with this added fructose is that it's not bound to anything else. It's not found in nature. It is not accompanied by fiber or any other nutrients. It's just pure, unadulterated sugar. And it's highly concentrated and highly addictive. In fact, it's estimated that it is 10 times more addictive than cocaine. And we're consuming it in record amounts, more and more and more all the time. Like I said, Americans alone are consuming over 11 million metric tons of added sugar every single year. And that's 11 million tons of fructose just in the United States. That is a lot of fructose. And guys, just in case you're thinking, well, I don't even really eat that much sweet stuff, right? It's not just in sweet stuff either. It's in everything, every single processed food that we're eating almost. It's added to bread and to ketchup and to sauces, salad dressings, any processed food you can think of, potato chips, cereal, granola bars, even things like yogurt and, and sports drinks. And it's, ev- it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Start looking at your food labels and you will see this to be true. It's everywhere, and it is doing some serious damage. Like I said, it is literally killing us because fructose is actually highly toxic to the body. It's toxic to the liver, to the cardiovascular system, and to the pancreas. And because it's in pretty much everything that we eat, it is slowly wreaking havoc on our bodies and on our health. In fact, it is the thing, 
right? It's the thing that is behind pretty much every major health problem that we're facing today. Obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, cancer, autoimmune disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, you name it. Fructose is the underlying cause because fructose is what's wreaking havoc on our hormones. It's wreaking havoc on our insulin resistance, right? It's like, it's the, it's the big domino that's causing all of these other dominoes to fall. And if all of that sounds a little bit depressing, then buckle up because unfortunately we are just getting started because the problem with fructose goes even deeper than all of that, right? Because when we consume it, it actually changes our brain. Fructose is this powerful psychoactive substance, meaning that it has a direct effect on the central nervous system. In other words, it's a drug and it affects our brain in the same way that drugs like cocaine or heroin do. It releases this huge surge of dopamine, that feel-good neurotransmitter that gives us this sense of pleasure and reward, right? That's It's the dopamine, the dopamine hit is coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And so that dopamine release is what creates that immediate and almost insatiable craving for more. It's why we can keep eating this stuff, right? You, you can sit there and eat an entire bag of potato chips, even though it's got thousands of calories in it. It's why you can eat an entire pint of ice cream. And it doesn't stop there because the more fructose that we consume, the more that our brain becomes desensitized to dopamine. And that means that we need more and more and more fructose to get the same high. We need to keep feeding the beast. And think about it. That is literally the definition of addiction. It is a cycle of craving, indulging, and then needing more to get the same effect. And this is where it's really important to understand what's actually going on in our brain because the brain is a very tricky thing, right? It's hardwired to seek pleasure and reward and to avoid pain. That is all your brain wants to do. It is also hardwired to form habits and to create neural pathways that become almost impossible to break. Your brain is just doing what your brain does, right? Your brain wants more pleasure, less pain, more pleasure, less pain. That is what you are genetically programmed to do. And so that's why once you start consuming fructose on a regular basis, it's so hard to stop. Because our brain has formed this powerful, powerful connection between the pleasure and the reward of dopamine and the consumption of sugar. And those neural pathways become so ingrained that it's almost like an automatic response. We don't even think about it. We just do it, right? We just want it. And so that's also why when you decide that you want to start eating healthier and you try to cut out the sugar and cut out the carbohydrates and cut out the processed foods, you kind of feel like you're going crazy, Right? Because your brain is literally sending you all of these signals that are saying, feed me more sugar. Right, It's almost impossible to ignore. Our brains have become hardwired to want this stuff. And so studies show right, that it's not easy to cut out sugar. When you start to cut out sugar, you experience intense cravings, withdrawal symptoms. And these withdrawal system symptoms are very similar to what drug addicts experience when they try to quit. You are literally detoxing. You'll get irritable. You'll get moody. You'll have headaches. You'll be tired and lethargic. You can't concentrate. You feel depressed. And it's not fun. And it's not easy, right? It's not easy, but it's so worth it. And the good news is that it is actually possible to break free from the sugar cycle, right? It is, it, it's not easy, 
And I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's easy. And I hear this from so many people all the time, right? Because our program typically is pretty low low in carbohydrates, low in refined sugar, low in um, low in processed foods because all this stuff is in all the processed foods, right? We really advocate high protein, healthy fats, whole foods, as close to nature as you can get it. And there's a reason for that because that's the stuff that's going to nourish your body. And so when I talk about that, right, people have this idea that, oh, well, you know, I've heard about this low carb thing, right? Keto, 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 keto is unhealthy. Keto is bad for you, right? It's not. Think about what's actually bad for you. This, this stuff that's doing, that's wreaking havoc on your brain, that's causing you to be addicted. And so when people say things to me like, oh, I could never live without pasta, right? I don't even want to exist in a world without pasta. Or I need to have my chocolate. Or I need to have my ice cream every night. Or I need, you know, I need this, I need this, I need this. That's the addiction talking. That is the addiction talking. And when you can break that, man, everything else opens up for you. And that's the good news, right? The good news is that it is possible to break free from this cycle. Because while this sugar addiction is very real, it is something that can be overcome. It's not easy, but it can be done. And the first step, I think, in doing that is really just understanding what's happening in our body and in our brain, right? Knowledge is power. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you, I cannot walk, I can, can I tell you this? I cannot walk into a grocery store and walk down the cereal aisle without in my, in my mind going, it's a poison aisle. Like, why is this grocery store literally selling poison to people. That's what I see when I look at boxes of cereal. That's what I see when I go down the potato chip and the cookie aisle, you know, where they have all the cookies and all the crackers and all the things. I think, oh, poison, 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 because that's what I see. It might as well have these like giant skeletons on all of it because I all, that's all I can see now. I can't unsee it now that I understand what it's doing to your body. Does Now, does that mean that I never eat carbohydrates or that I never eat a Triscuit or whatever? No, of course not. It doesn't, but it's not my everyday. It's not what I want to be feeding my body because I know what it does. And that's why that's the first step is really just understanding. Have this knowledge. The knowledge is power. And so when you understand what's happening in your body and in your brain, then you can make this conscious decision to change and start to take back control. You got to retrain your brain, retrain your brain so that when you walk into the grocery store, everything you see is poison, right? All this refined, refined food and highly processed food. It's all it is that your brain is saying poison, 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 right? Stay away, stay away from all of this. But how do we do that? How do we actually overcome something as powerful as sugar addiction? Well, I think that it starts with a few simple changes that will have a really big impact on your brain and your body. So the first thing that I recommend is to really kind of change your mindset about this, right? To start looking at food, the food that you're eating as fuel, right? Start to train your brain that your food is fuel and not looking at it necessarily as a source of pleasure or reward. And that's hard. And I've, I've done a whole podcast episode on this, on the emotional attachment that we have to food and how so many of us have grown up in a culture where food is just always, it's always the reward. It's always been the thing that's centered around, you know, we center holidays around what we're eating and and it's always associated with all these good and, and happy things. And that's also giving us the dopamine hit, hit. 
And so this can be really hard. If you've spent most of your life using food to comfort you or to celebrate or to cope with stress, you've got to start changing your mindset around that, that your food is fuel. Food is what is fueling your body and, and, and helping you to function at your highest possible level. But it, so it's a really, really important mindset shift to make, right? To first, first and foremost, look at food as fuel. Because when we look at food as fuel, it does become easier to make healthy choices. When we start to recognize that sugar and processed carbohydrates are not actually doing anything for our body, and in fact, doing the opposite, right? They're making us sick, and they're making us fat, and they're making us addicted, and they're literally stealing our energy and our vitality and our health. So that whatever that thing is that you're eating that feels so good right in this moment, the long-term effects of of eating that and the long-term effects of eating that consistently, man, it is wreaking havoc on your body. It is robbing you of your ability to live life to the fullest. And so when you start to see things that way, right, when you shift your perspective and you start to see it that way, then all of a sudden that donut doesn't look quite so good anymore, right? All of a sudden you're like, eh, do I really want that? Because it's not a treat. It's poison. You are poisoning your body and you wouldn't willingly consume poison. So that's the first thing, right, is to start to change your mind. The second thing that you need to do is to actually start reducing your sugar intake in a way that feels sustainable. Now, I realize maybe that sounds a little bit odd coming from somebody who has created a whole program around a lifestyle that is essentially low in sugar and low in carbohydrates, right? Then, and it, it, you might be thinking, I want you to go all in right away and just like rip off the Band-Aid. And maybe, yes, maybe the best way to overcome sugar addiction is to just eliminate it altogether, right? It's and, and eventually, to me, that would be the goal. You would want to get to a place where your body is no longer dependent on sugar for fuel and you're able to switch to burning fat instead, right? To, to burn fat for fuel. That's exactly what we do in our program. We help you break your sugar addiction. We help you become thin, what we call thin adapted, which means that your body is now burning fat as its primary source of fuel instead of burning carbohydrates. And it's a game changer, right? It changes everything. And all of a sudden, this weight loss that felt so hard and so impossible for so long, all of a sudden is like effortless because you're eating the right things and your body is just burning fat instead of needing to burn sugar all the time. So that's the goal. And I want, I would love for every single person listening to the, this podcast to get to that point, right? Where you are thin adapted and you are burning fat for fuel and you're like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. I never knew I could feel so good because that's what the people in our program say. But at the same time, I also recognize that it's not always realistic to think that you could just completely stop eating sugar and processed carbs, especially if you have spent most of your life being addicted to them, right? It's not going to happen, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. And a lot of times you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to give up. And that's not what I want for anyone um, because I am a big believer, right, in, in small steps lead to big change. So even though I want you to have this amazing total transformation, I also know that change is a process and it needs to happen at a pace that you feel comfortable with. You have to be ready to change. And there has to be that level of, of internal motivation that it's actually going to make it stick, right? You have to be willing to make that lifestyle shift. And sometimes you can make that lifestyle shift 
quickly, right? I have people who have done it quickly, right? They've come into our program. They've gone through phase one really fast. They do the 28 day metabolism reset. Boom. They've shifted their body over and they're like, I'm it. This is it. I'm all in. I love it. It's no problem. And we have other people who join our program and kind of, you know, wade in very slowly. And it takes them maybe six months to really start to embrace this, this idea of changing their lifestyle. And that's okay too, right? Progress is progress. Some, for some people it happens faster for other people, it happens slower. So if you need it to happen slower, that's okay. Start slow. If you're not quite ready for the big change, start small. Start by cutting out the most obvious sources of added sugar from your diet, right? Obvious sources, things like soda and juice and candy and cookies and cake, the stuff that you know is just loaded with sugar, right? Even doing that, making that one small change is going to be better than nothing. And then once you have done that, right, let that be kind of the first step where you start with the obvious stuff. And then once you've done that, start just getting into the habit of looking at the labels of the food that you're eating and trying to see how much sugar is actually in this thing, right? Because I guarantee there's more sugar in things than you think there is. (laughs) It's in your ketchup. It's in your marinara sauce. It's in your salad dressing. It's in your yogurt. It's in your protein bars, granola bars, your healthy smoothies. It's in your bread, it's in your pasta, it's in your hamburger buns, it's everywhere. That sugar is everywhere. But you're not going to know that until you start actually looking at the labels. And as soon as you start to identify these hidden sources of added sugar, also start looking for healthier alternatives, right? Maybe it's starting with a sugar-free ketchup or making your own ketchup. We have an amazing recipe for ketchup actually on the Thinlicious website that I love so much. It's a fermented ketchup and it's so flavorful and it tastes so much better than regular ketchup. And once you start eating that for ketchup, you'll never want to go back to the other stuff ever again. Or maybe it's salad dressing, right? Making your own salad dressing from fresh, healthy ingredients instead of buying the processed stuff. Or maybe it's switching to a yogurt that has no sweeteners added to it. Maybe it's buying a bread that doesn't have any added sugar in it. I started ordering actually some sour sourdough bread, real sourdough bread from a company called Wild Grain. Because now I'm in phase three. I'm in what we call the maintenance phase. I can I do eat carbohydrates. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't ever eat carbohydrates. I do, but when I do eat them, I want to make sure what I'm eating is really, really good, right? It's actually fueling my body. And real sourdough bread has all this fermentation that is good for your gut health. And so if I'm going to eat bread, I'm going to eat something that's going to be good for my gut, right? So think about that, right? Think about the small sustainable changes that you can make that are not going to feel overwhelming, but are still going to have a big impact on your health. And the more that you can do that, the easier it will become to make even bigger changes because your brain is going to start to form new neural neural pathways and your body is going to start to heal. And then speaking of healing, the third thing that you need to do to overcome your sugar addiction is to actually heal your body from the damage that's been done. Because a big part of the reason that we become addicted to sugar in the first place is because our bodies are so out of whack. Right When we're eating this this highly processed diet that is so full of sugar and so full of toxins and it's causing all this stuff to happen in our body, right? The inflammation and the leaky gut and all these other problems. And then we're not getting enough sleep and we're not getting enough nutrients and we're stressed out and we're overworked. All of those things are contributing to that addiction. 
And so in order to overcome it, especially once and for all, we have to really heal our body from the inside out. We have to start taking care of our body and giving it the things that it needs to function properly. And so that's more than just food, right? Food is the starting point, but it means getting enough sleep, reducing stress, making sure that the foods that you are eating are rich in whole foods and unprocessed foods and high in protein and high in healthy fats, all these things that are going to nourish your body and give it what it needs. It means staying hydrated and getting enough vitamins and minerals. It means taking care of your gut health and your liver health And it also means, and I think this is so important and needs to be said over and over and over again, it means being patient. It means giving yourself grace because healing, true healing and healing your body from the inside out, it takes time. It takes time. It is not how you got to where you are right now, right? All the damage that's been done in your body, everything that you're dealing with, any of the health struggles that you're dealing with, none of that happened overnight. I say this all the time, but if we, if we would suddenly wake up one day, right? If we would go from being perfectly healthy to waking up one day, one morning and finding ourselves 50 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight and with inflammation and, and gut issues and indigestion and, and heartburn and all the things that all of a sudden we're dealing with, right, that have started to happen slowly over time, that have just gotten worse and worse and worse and feeling so tired and so run down. If we would wake up one day and go from feeling great to feeling like that, we would be like, I got to go to the doctor, right? Something is drastically wrong. What happened to me? But because it happens so slowly, we just take it as normal and we start to believe that that's the status quo. And it's not. And it doesn't have to be that way. But it also means that how you got here didn't happen overnight. How you're going to get out of it isn't going to happen overnight either. Change doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen, especially if you're consistent. What do I always say? Big goals never happen all at once. They are only the result of small steps taken consistently over time. So be consistent and keep working at it. Okay, that was kind of a tangent. Let's wrap up and cover, recap what we've covered today. Um, Sugar addiction, in case you missed it, in case you missed the memo, sugar addiction is real, my friends. It is a lot more common than we probably think that we give it credit for. And what's crazy is that we just keep eating it. We just keep eating all the stuff. We go into the grocery store and we fill our carts with poison and we don't realize how addictive this stuff is. But it can be overcome, right? It is not a death sentence and it doesn't have to be. If you are willing to make the necessary changes and retrain your brain, you can overcome sugar addiction. So the first step is to start looking at food as fuel, not as a source of pleasure or reward, but to actually think first and foremost of the food that you're eating as something to nourish your body. Change the way that your brain is thinking about this. The second step is to actually start taking small steps, right? To reduce your sugar intake in a way that feels sustainable, whether it's by cutting out the most obvious sources of added sugar or just making small changes in your diet, reading food labels that are going to have an impact over time. And then the third step is to just focus on healing your body from the inside out by taking care of these other things, right? Your gut health, your liver health, making sure that you're getting enough sleep and reducing stress. (sighs) And that is probably just the tip of the iceberg. There's honestly so much more that I could say about this topic. I'm pretty passionate about it, as you can probably tell. And in fact, I do say a whole lot more about it in our TAS program, but also in that free training that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. 
So if you missed it, again, it's called Healthy, Happy, and Free in 2024. And if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, then I I just, I can't even say this strongly enough. Set aside an hour and dive in. Like take the time to really absorb it. It's pretty meaty. It's pretty intense. Um, and it's not short. It's like, it's a little over an hour, I think. But if you're serious about transforming your health or reaching your weight loss goals this year, it is going to help you walk through creating your personalized health plan, right? And it's also going to explain so much more about why so many of the things that you've been trying or that you've tried in the past to get healthy and to lose weight haven't worked for you and what you can start doing differently instead, what like kind of the missing link. Um, So it's really good. So if you're interested in learning more, I highly recommend you go check it out. It's totally free. It's really good. Go to thinlicious.com slash video. Again, that is thinlicious.com slash video to get access to that. Okay, so on that note, I will just wrap things up. And I hope you found this deep dive into the science of sugar addiction as fascinating as I did. Maybe you're not quite as passionate about it quite yet, but hopefully you'll get there. And at at the very least, I do hope that it's given you some new insights into your own health and what you can start to do to transform it for the better. If you did find it helpful, or if you know somebody who is really struggling with a food addiction or a sugar addiction right now, be sure to pass it on by sending them the link to this podcast. And if you have an extra minute, I would absolutely love it if you would leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like to listen. And then I will be back very soon with another new episode.